Welcome to the Healing School Podcast. This is a place where you can get built up in the Word of God concerning healing. This is a place of truth and bold faith in the Word of God. We encourage you to get your Bible and some notepaper. Write down what the Lord is speaking to you. This is a place for both receiving and ministering healing. The stronger your faith gets in this area, the more effective you will be for the kingdom of our God. Hold fast to the scriptures. The truth of the scripture never changes and it never gets old. These are episodes you can feed on time and time again. Please share our podcasts with other people. Most always, someone either needs healing or knows someone who does. God bless you and heal you as you hear his word. My message is this is kind of an overview of healing, uh, some basic principles, and uh, so anyway, praise the Lord. The first principle that I want to talk about is repetition. Okay, I'm going to read something from. Isaiah 28, verse 10. This is the New Living. I'm going to read it from the Amplified in just a second, too. But it says, He tells us everything over and over again. He meaning God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Think about it. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And so, he's made us so that we need to hear the word over and over and over again. You know what I mean? So, the Amplified Bible says, for it is his his prophets, repeating over and over, Precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. He tells us everything over and over and over again. So uh, that's pretty cool. C.S. Lewis, are you guys familiar with C.S. Lewis? Anyway, he wrote, people need to be reminded more often than instructed. Think about that. It's not that you hear something once and then you go on and on and on, you know. And uh, no, you need to hear that. You need to hear the words of healing over and over and over again. And the best way is through your own mouth. You know, find the scriptures of healing. The real job of every moral teacher is to keep bringing us back time after time to the old simple principles. Now, I looked up the word, the definition of principles, and the dictionary gives a couple, one and two um, definitions. The second definition is a rule or a code of conduct and devotion to that code. So I looked at that and I started meditating it. And here's what it means to me. 
A code of conduct is a, a to-do. It's something that God wants us to do. Okay? And devotion to that code, well, that's the habit of it. God wants us to have the habit of repeating his words over and over and over again. Man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And then, then he started this. You know, when we, we look at Genesis, we see in the beginning God said, let there be light. So he spoke in this whole universe and it's been created by his words. When he said, let there be light, light came and is expanding. Light travels at 186,000 miles a second. I don't know how many what's have been 6,000 years since he first said, let there be light. And then you, you start looking at uh, uh, how often, at 186,000 miles a second, how, how big is that over a year's period of time? The universe, the Milky Way is like, I don't know how many light years. I've heard it, but I don't have it written down. Certainly don't have it in front of me. But, I mean, God is bigger than the biggest, higher than the highest. You know what I mean? So the very first principle is repetition. And then uh, what does he want us to repeat? His words. You know what I mean? So the, uh, we need to be like Jesus. You remember when Jesus was raising Lazarus from the dead? He prayed a prayer and he said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And you know what? We're the body of Christ. So our old man died. And now it's Christ in us that lives. And so we need to say, I thank thee, Father, that thou hast heard me. The word confession in the Greek language means saying the same thing. Okay? Jesus is the, depending on the verse, okay, but... Um, Jesus, in the King James, it says, Jesus, the high priest of our profession. And then when we look into the New American Standard, it says, Jesus is the high priest of our confession. The word confession and profession means the same thing in the Greek. You know, the Greek language is so far above English. It just is. I mean, they got three words for love, and uh, it's just so far beyond us. But anyway, word confession, 
means saying the same thing. It means to believe and say what God says. Well, what does God say about our sins? Psalms 103, it says, He's forgiven all our sins. Past, present, and future. That's huge. And then what does God say about our sicknesses? Well, he said he heals all our sicknesses, right? And then everything else included in uh, redemption. I'm going to read Psalm 103, verse 2. I will bless and affectionately praise the Lord, O my soul. And do not forget any of your benefits. You forgive all my sins. You heal all my diseases. You redeem my life from the pit. You fill my mouth with good things. And the good things is, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We're supposed to fill our mind and heart with the word of God. And then we're supposed to speak it. In uh, the Holy Spirit, third member of the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. In 1 Peter 2.24, he says, by whose stripes you were healed. It is, it's a done deal. It's a done deal. When Jesus said it is finished, it's a done deal. Healing is forever. Just like light is still expanding at 186 miles a second. We just need to exercise faith. And faith is the substance of what I hope for. You know, I stand up before you and I came up here in a cane. David walks with a cane. So faith is the substance the reality, the title deed of what I hope for. Well, what do I hope for? I hope to walk up here like Chrissy. She's only 57 years old. She's got spring in her step, you know what I mean? Or like Linda, she is just a young, young 74. She's not 75 yet. I'm still older than her, so praise God. So confession is faith's way. Oh, wait a minute. I'm reading toward the end. I need, I need to get to the middle, okay? So, Holy Spirit says, by whose stripes you were healed, I believe it. And I say the same thing. And when my affirmation is the word of God, I want you to go to uh, Jeremiah chapter 1. And I'm going to read uh, uh, verse 12 in the Amplified. One thing that's nice about a parallel Bible, you can, you can look at what each version says. You know what I mean? And uh, usually it says the same thing in different words, but anyway... Here is, I'm going to start with verse 11, okay? 
Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, What, Jeremiah, what do you see? And, uh, and I said, Jeremiah said, I see a branch or a shoot of an almond tree, the emblem of alertness and activity blossoming in the winter. Okay. Verse 12, the Lord says, And the Lord said to me, You have seen well. For I am alert and active in watching over my word to perform it. So, when you're sitting in your chair, like I sit in my chair in the corner of the bedroom, and I confess, by his stripes I am healed. God says, because he's no respecter of person. So he says the same thing to me, he said to Jeremiah. I hear my word, I'm active, and I'm watching over my word to perform it. You know? And uh, this isn't in my notes, but you know what? I like Jeremiah. Jeremiah, chapter one's got some good stuff in it, okay? So uh, I want to go into verse 3. This is Jeremiah, and he said, The word of the Lord came to me in verse 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And I approved of you. And I chose you as my chosen instrument. Before you were born, I separated you, set you apart. I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations. But here's the thing. God has set in place apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. But you know what? That's just part of the body. That's like the little finger. I got the rest of my fingers. I got my hand. got my arm, my shoulders. You know what I mean? We're, we're members of his body. And uh, so, before you were born, God knew you. He made a plan for you. It's a perfect plan. And he's watching over his word to perform it. And through your life, you've had people come in and prophesy over you, give you this word, give you that word. And he's actively watching over his word to perform it. I mean, it's hard to believe, but can you imagine? There's 8 billion people in the world today. God formed each one of them in their mother's womb brought them forth, and had a plan for them. Here's a plan for Christy's life, Linda's life, David's life, your life, all of our lives. I mean, it's, it's like the universe. It's so vast and big. God is so big. 
And when he said, by your stripes, by Jesus' stripes, you were healed. He's actively watching over that word. Praise God. So, so confession is, we live by faith, right? And not by sight. Faith is God's way, or it's, it's faith's way of expressing itself. We're just supposed to speak God's word over and over and over again. I confess my sicknesses were laid on Christ, and I am redeemed from the curse of the law. I'm redeemed, and I say so, because that's what he wants me to do. Say my words over and over and over and over. Repeat my words over and over. And then, uh, I know God in your word, you say, you are the Lord that healeth me. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are my great physician. And if you said I'm healed, I'm healed. If you say I'm whole, I am whole. And faith is the substance of what I hope for. It's the evidence of what I don't see. You know, thank God for our natural senses, sight, hearing, taste, sound, all these things. But I thank God for face way. You know what I mean? So anyway. Because Jesus is our high priest of our confession, our success is assured when I confess by your stripes I am healed. When I hold on to that confession. See, now, now we live in a battle. Okay? So... I'm going to confess, by Jesus' stripes I am healed. That's not to say that the enemy's not there and say the same thing that he said to Eve. Are you sure that God said that? Do you really believe God said that? Well, one of the things that God's been bringing up to me lately, it says it's impossible for God to lie. So when doubt comes, when the enemy comes, are you sure? You were walking up to the front with a cane. That's what I can see. You know, we need to say the same thing. It is written. It is written. By his stripes I am healed. I believe it. I receive it. And I thank you for it, Lord. So when we confess by your stripes I'm healed, we hold on to that confession. See, the enemy tries to move us off our confession, our expressing ourselves with faith words. That's what he tries to do. But we're to say it is written, it is written, it is written. Right? That's why we're supposed to know what is written. That's why we're to spend time in his word and see what he says. The word will heal me if I continually confess it. God will make my body obey the confessions of the word of God because the word of God is true. Thy word is true. Isn't that what it says? For with God nothing is impossible. And like Mary, I say, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. 
May it be done to me according to thy word. You know what I mean? May it be done to me according to this word. I don't want to be like Zechariah <laughs> and say, how can that be? I'm an old man. My wife's old. You know, we want to be like Mary. And that's, that's why they're both in the first chapter of Luke. It's to show we have a choice. God always gives us a choice. Life and, you know, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Therefore, choose to speak life. You know what I mean? So, anyway. The word is our firm foundation now. Principle 3 talks about Scripture. We're going to talk about Scripture. And uh, this is interesting. In both Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 3, and in Matthew 4, verse 4, I'm going to read Matthew's version. It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. We're created a three-part being, and yet God wants us to live by the word. You know what I mean? So, if we're a Christian and we know God's word, we can say it is written, it is written, it is written. But if we weren't Christian and we didn't know God's word, it's pretty easy to believe the enemy. Satan has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. Hebrew 4.12 says, For the word of God is active and alive. It's a living thing. Jesus is the word made flesh. Jesus said in John 17, 17, he said this over the disciples, which means he says it over us. Sanctify them in thy truth, for thy word is true. It's no lie. Yeah. So when, you're, when Satan tries to come up and question it with doubt, you say it is written, and God's word's truth. And what you say is a lie, because you're the father of all lies. You know what I mean? Matthew 24, 35, Jesus said, Heaven and earth will pass away but my words will never pass away. Can you imagine that? If heaven and earth pass away, and eventually it will, we're going to get a new heaven, we're going to get a new earth. But God's word is forever. It's forever true. You know, we, we have that saying, take it to the bank. We take it to heaven's bank. And God says, yep, that's what I said. It's a done deal. My word is true. Thank you for standing on my word. 
And I, word is alert and alive, and I'm watching over my word to perform. Luke 11:28 said, "Blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it." You know, one of the a great prayer to pray is, "Lord, grant me serious obedience." Yeah. Jesus relied on the power of the Holy Spirit. He relied on the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Lord, help me hear your word and grant me serious obedience to obey it. And in Matthew 7, 24, Jesus said, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine puts them into practice. He's like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Jesus is the rock of my salvation. Okay. This is a, I'm going to read you a great, great, great scripture. Okay? It's Ezekiel 12, 28. Therefore say unto them, this is what the Lord told Ezekiel, say unto my people, this is what the sovereign Lord says. None of my words shall be delayed any longer. Whatever I say will be fulfilled, declares the sovereign Lord. That's what he's saying to you today. None of my words will be delayed any longer. David, the Lord has spoken to you and spoken words over you. He's saying, none of my words will be delayed any longer. Whatever I say will be fulfilled. I've heard the Lord speak to Linda to you and pronounce healing. And the Lord says, my words will be fulfilled. I'm the sovereign Lord. I'm above all. I'm the king of kings. I'm the Lord of lords. My word is truth. And I watch over my word to perform it. There's no God like our God. Psalm 107.20 says he sent out his word. And he healed them and rescued us from the grave. Everyone here who's born again, and everyone here is born again, you've been rescued from the grave, the pit of destruction. There are people that, that are going to go there. That's why we need to share the gospel with them, the good news. They don't have to go there. He can rescue them. You know, I kind of like that song by... Uh, I think it's Aretha, Aretha Franklin. Rescue me. Right? So every day we can say to the Lord, Rescue me. Keep me safe from myself. Keep me safe from the enemy. Rescue me. Hold me in your arms. Wow. Wow. You know, you can have the best human lover 
but nothing compared to our Lord. He's our husband, you know. In Matthew 5, 18, it says, Truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter nor the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Everything that God has spoken in his word by his prophets, by his angels, by all his people, every word will be fulfilled. I mean, can you imagine how many words there are in here and God says every word's going to be fulfilled. I'm watching over my word to perform it. We can take it to the bank. Let's just, let's just go up to the heaven spiritual bank and make our deposit. Take a look at our bank account, which says, I'm watching over my word to perform it. 1 Peter 4.11 says, If any man speak, let him speak the oracles of God. In Ephesians 4.29, I speak that which is good to the use of edifying. So I say I act faith, I speak faith, I think faith. We're to be heroes of faith, right? And another good confession is uh, Romans 12.2. I am transformed by the renewing of my mind, and I prove that which is good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. What's the perfect will of God concerning our bodies? Divine health. Think about it. When you go to heaven... Is there any sickness in heaven? No. You will walk in divine hell. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. When he created Adam and Eve, they walked in divine hell. When we go to heaven, we'll walk in divine hell. And he wants us to walk in divine hell on this earth. That's his will. When, when we pray, may your will be done. Lord, I want to walk in divine hell because you want me to walk in divine hell. Let it be according to your word. When I hold fast to the confession, surely he has borne my sickness and carried my disease and that by his stripes I am healed. Surely, Thy word is true. Surely you are walking over your word to perform it. So I say I recognize the absolute truthfulness of these words in advance of any visible change. See, let's go back to creation. God looked out and it was dark. He didn't say, my, is it dark. <laughs> he spoke what he wanted. Let there be light. And then the Holy Spirit. 
still making light, still traveling at 186,000 miles a second, still creating universe after universe after universe. <laughs> God's just a big God. Disease like sin is defeated by the confession of the word of God. I make my lips do their duty. I fill them with their word. And it also says, out of the abundance of heart, the mouth speak. So I'm going to fill my mouth and my heart with God's word. And going back to principle one, I'm going to say it over and over and over again. Because that's what God does. I make my mouth speak what God says about my sickness. What does he say about my sickness? He said, he's healed all my sicknesses. I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. And then we need to, we need to ask the Lord, put a watch in her mouth so that we don't speak contrary to what this, we don't, we, you know, we just need to agree with truth. We need to be like Jonah. Jonah regards all contrary symptoms as lying vanities. We need to put the word of God in the place of our senses. Think about it. Jonah was in the whale. And he asked the Lord to deliver him. And then he started thanking the Lord. He is one of our examples. That's, that is why that story is there. You know what I mean? Jonah is a type of us. It shows us that a lot of times whatever God says, we don't want to do it. And so we run and we do something else. But he's a big God. He knows how to handle us. So he uh, threw Jonah overboard the ship, had a whale swallow him up. He was in there a couple days and he goes, this is not good. <laughs> this is not good. So he prayed to the Lord. And he says, these are just lying symptoms. I'm thanking you for hearing my prayer. Like Jesus, I say, I thank you for hearing my words. Well, let's go to another principle. Okay. The last principle I'm going to talk about today is the principle of seed time and harvest. So God tells Noah to build a boat and all the animals come on it and then he releases the flood and he, and he wipes out the earth and he's going to start all over again. So when Noah got out, he offered sacrifices to the Lord. And the Lord was pleased with the sacrifice. And he made, excuse me, he made promises to the human family through Noah. One of these promises given at this time was the law of seed time and harvest. In Genesis 8.22, the Lord says, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. 
Think about it. Since Noah, how long ago was that? Long, long time ago. You know what I mean? But there's always been seed. There's always been a harvest. That's how we eat. You know? Every moral being on earth has been bought with a price to be the Lord's garden in which his imperishable seed is to grow and produce its wonders. Real Christians are God's farm or God's field. Paul says you are not your own. You were bought with a price. The price was the life and the blood of Jesus. No higher price. God paid for each one of you with his body and with his blood. What an awesome privilege. What an awesome privilege. And we are absolutely his. We belong to him by redemption. He bought us with an infinite price to be his field. Okay. In the parable of the sower, Jesus said, the seed is the word. It is the imperishable seed. His design for all of us is that we spend our life making possible the planting, the germination, and the growth and the harvest of this imperishable seed. God's only purpose the only purpose in God's promise is their fulfillment. He makes this promise. They are a revelation of what he's eager to do for us. God's more eager to heal us than we are to receive his healing. Because he's the source. Okay? The Holy Spirit, whose work it is to fulfill the promises, speaks to them as exceedingly great promises. Great and precious. Think about it. God said, let there be light, and the Holy Spirit started moving. Light travels 186,000 miles a second, so as soon as God said, let there be light, he's still working on that word, okay? So what he wants us to do is search his word for scripture, plant that scripture. Lord, by your stripes, I am healed, I am made whole. And then as uh, Paul said, I did the planning planting of God's word. Apollo did the watering. So the word has to be planted, then it has to be watered, and then it said, and God brings forth the results. You know what I mean? He's given us this word. It's, it's interesting, you know. Sometimes when you sit and... and uh, 
you just sit there in God's presence and say, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to read? What do you want me to confess? It's amazing how he takes you to a scripture and then you, you sit and you meditate. And then he takes you to another scripture. And then God's never in a hurry. You know, you can go scripture after scripture after scripture. You can start with Psalm 103, verse 2. Say, bless the Lord, O my soul. I'm not going to forget your benefit. You forgive all my iniquities, past, present, and future. You heal all my diseases, past, present, and future. So, that's my lesson for today. But, uh, we listen to his word over and over and over and over and again. In the name of Jesus.